on today's Triangle Sports Take. Uh, Mitchell is joining me by phone. Just going to be the two of us on today's episode. Going to be a little bit shorter than the last episode. Uh, just a couple quick things we wanted to hop on here and talk about. Uh, mainly going to be college basketball focused today, but do want to give just a, a quick uh, shout out and update to the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, typically, we have Cody do these segments since he's a little bit more of the hockey fan out of the three of us, but he wasn't able to get on today. But just wanted to shout them out real quick because I did go to the Canes game last night um, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Canes got the win 6-3. to three. They looked pretty good during it. And uh, pretty impressive coming off a uh, West Coast road trip that they were just on. I know they were in Vegas like less than 48 hours before that game. So obviously Chicago is not really that great of a team, but it's still good they're able to win and win convincingly. Um, and I will say, uh, you know, got to see Connor Bedard play in person. I know he's a he's a rookie. He's kind of you know the next uh, big star in hockey. People think he can go on to be one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Obviously, he's just a rookie, so we'll see if that pans out. But uh, I thought he was really good last night. You know, I was impressed by it. he had a goal, had an assist. I mean, just the fact that he's 18 years old out there playing and, and looking good is impressive. So I thought it was cool that. Got to see him play. Thankfully, the rest of his team sucks, so the Canes are able to get a get a good win there. Hopefully, they can continue winning. I know they're you know near the top of the standings, so hopefully, they can keep winning, get a good seed for the playoffs. Hopefully, get home home ice for the majority of the playoffs. Quick question for you, Mitchell: When when have you been to a Canes game this year, or was the last time you went before this season? I have not been to one yet this year. I went to a couple last season, but. Um... Yeah, I definitely would like to go to one at some point. It's always fun to go to those for sure. Yeah, when you went last season, do you remember how much the parking was to park by PNC Arena? Um, I think probably about twenty bucks. I don't think it was too crazy. Yeah, see, that, that's what I was thinking too. Because I went to a game last year, and I, I remember it being like twenty or twenty-five bucks. So I, I pull into PNC Arena last night to park, and the dude's like, "Yeah, it's forty bucks to park." They, they have jacked their parking prices up so like literally double from last year i mean 20 was already a decent amount so i was i can't believe it like 40 bucks to park at a canes game is ridiculous nowadays yeah that's crazy i mean they've got such a big parking lot dude it's not like they it's not like they're you know tied on spots and they're having to you know restrict who gets access to their parking lot or anything like that yeah no i mean they got plenty of places for people to park so yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised by that. So just uh, just a warning for anyone who's going to a game anytime soon. Better make sure you're uh, ready to spend out some big bucks for the parking because I didn't realize it had gone up that much, uh, which that's that's kind of a shame. But um, that, that's the only complaint I have from the game. So I was happy the Canes won. We'll uh, continue to follow them as the playoffs are starting here in the next couple months. Uh, the main thing we are going to hop on here and just discuss a little bit was uh, college basketball update. Um since Cody's not here, I'll just give a quick thing on State. I know they just beat Clemson at Clemson by one point the other night, and that kind of, for the time being, has saved their season. That seemed like a game they had to have. Uh, so, you know, they, they squeaked one out there. I think their NCAA tournament chances are still low, but not zero since they won that game. Um, and I think we mentioned a couple weeks before in our last episode, the last week of their season might be the one that makes or breaks it because I think they played – UNC, then Duke, then maybe Pitt, and Pitt's a pretty solid team too this year, so um, definitely be keeping an eye on that. 
As far as it goes with Carolina and Duke, they've uh, played a few games since we last talked. I know the last time we had an episode, it was right after they played each other. Since then, they've each played a few. Uh, Mitchell, do you want to give some thoughts on Duke to start, or do you want me to give my thoughts on UNC first? I'll, I'll let you yeah. decide that. I can take I can take a stab at it. Um, yeah, so I think, I mean, one of the, I mean, I think this Duke team is now on, I want to say it's either 14 out of the last 16 or 15 out of the last 17, but they've started to heat up a little bit. Um, they obviously lost the, the UNC game at UNC, and off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, I think it was Pitt with the other game that they lost after beating them by about 25 the, the week before. Um, but they're starting to find their feet um, the right time of the season, for sure. Um, it's kind of the same story, though, I, I feel like. Um, I think I said it after the second game of the season, but Duke lacks a rim protector, so some of their, their guards have to have to rebound a little bit more because they got to get away and get rebounds, but also like they don't have that big presence inside to you know, just knock down shots that are going up. Um, they've got that one freshman... Big dude that 
anybody's <laughs> anybody's got down low. Um, but I mean, I think they're starting to come into form at the right time. The only other thing that I'll say is turnovers have proved to be a problem for Duke. They played them in the UNP game, but even like a Florida State game and um, other games recently, turnovers have still just got to get better. They've got to keep control of the ball a little bit better. But I guess when you got some of the less experienced guys on the court, that tends to happen more than it should, which is kind of understandable. But overall, coming into a decent form at the right time, um, I mean, they're definitely expected to make the tournament, looking at probably a three-speed at this point. Potential maybe to get a little higher. We'll see how the season goes. But I think at the moment, a three-seed's probably good for the Blue Devils. And I think we could, could expect them to make a run into, into the tournament. But I definitely don't expect to see them in the Final Four at any point. But we'll see what happens. A decent season, though, so far. And looking forward to seeing where it goes and how it finishes. Yes, I saw Jared McCain popped off in that last game. I can't remember who Duke played, but, yeah, I saw he he was balling out. Um, I didn't know that about Sean Stewart. I, honestly, I didn't really know who he was, but that's impressive that he has a higher vertical than Zion. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's, I think he's the same height as Zion, too. I just wish that he got a little more game time because it seems like when he gets on the court, he always brings the energy, but I'm not the coach, so there's probably a reason for it I don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Anyways, as far as um, kind of an update on UNC, uh, like I said, the last time we had an episode was right after they beat Duke. Since then, they've been a little up and down. So I'll kind of briefly touch on each game since then. They played Clemson just a couple days after Duke, and that was a game that I went to. Uh, I will say this: Clemson's all-time record in Chapel Hill: two wins and sixty losses. Clemson's all-time record in Chapel Hill when I'm at the game, two wins and one loss. So apparently I'm good luck for Clemson, bad luck for Carolina in those games. I, I might have to stop going to them. Um, so, yeah, Carolina lost that game. That, that was one where, like, I was a little worried going into it because I thought with as much emotion and as intense and how much energy you have to spend in the Carolina-Duke game, sometimes it is a little tough to get – back up to that level just a couple days later and uh, that that is I think a big reason why they lost because they started off that game down 15 to 2 before you even knew what was happening and the whole rest of the game was just an uphill battle and to their credit they did get it back to a tie game with about three minutes to go or so but then they just couldn't finish it off and Clemson ended up getting the win that one hurt a little bit because that's the only loss we've had at home this year I was hoping for a uh, undefeated season at home, but unfortunately that was spoiled. And then right after the uh, loss to Clemson, they did bounce back with a win against Miami. That one was a pretty ugly game. It was just one of those games that it was like, all right, we're just happy to get out of here with a win. And nothing too spectacular about it, but you know, a win is a win. You'll take it any way you can get it. And then right after the Miami game, they played Syracuse. Uh, earlier in the season in Chapel Hill, Carolina beat Syracuse by I think it was 36 points. And then somehow they turn around and lose at Syracuse. I have no idea how that happens. I don't understand how you can beat a team by over 30 points and then, you know, play them again the very next month and lose to them. I mean, that that, that still kind of blows my mind how that even happened. Um, the same. That's the same way I feel about the Duke Pitt game because yeah, the Duke basically blew Pitt out off the court in the first half, and then second second game Pitt ends up blowing Duke out basically. So I guess anything can happen. 
Yeah, I, I feel like that's happened a little bit in the ACC with a few teams. Like one team will blow them out, and they play again a few weeks later, and the other team wins. It's, it's kind of kind of wild how that's been happening. I mean, it just goes to show you can't take any game lightly in this conference. And um, I mean, that was a game where I think Syracuse shot like sixty-two or sixty-four percent. I mean, they were shooting the lights out. So it's hard to win when that happens. Um, and then after Syracuse, they they did bounce back with a win against uh, Virginia Tech. So. Yeah, they're two and two. I don't think I'm forgetting a game. I think there's the only ones they've had since the Duke game. Very, very up and down these past few weeks. I'm kind of hoping we get out of that and, and kind of get on another little winning streak here as we're getting towards the end of February. But I mean, right now, I can't complain with where Carolina's at. Um, at the time we're recording this, Carolina and Duke are both tied for first in the ACC. It did look like we were going to have a big advantage because after we beat Duke, we went up two games on them. But since we've lost two games since then, now we're back to tied. Uh, obviously, Carolina does have the tiebreaker at the moment, but of course they will play Duke again. So that tiebreaker isn't going to come into effect a whole lot since they'll face each other in Cameron Indoor here in a few weeks. Um, it looked like it was going to be kind of a three-team race between Carolina and Duke and Virginia to see who would finish at the top of the ACC standings. But... Um, I don't know if you saw Mitchell, but Virginia actually got demolished by Virginia Tech last night by like 30 points. So um, I think they're, I'm pretty sure Virginia's now two games behind Carolina and Duke. So they're not completely out of it, but it's going to be hard for them to finish in first now. And yeah, that, that brings me to the next game Carolina plays is on the road against Virginia this upcoming weekend. That's going to be a big time game. If Carolina can win that, then I think officially, like, Virginia's out of the picture as far as the ACC standings. And, um, you know, that would be a big-time win if we can win on the road in Charlottesville. Uh, I do have a, a quick trivia question for you, Mitchell. What year do you think it was the last time Carolina beat Virginia in Charlottesville? They don't play there every single year, but it's usually, like, two out of three years they'll play there. Do you do you have a guess at what the uh, last year was they did that? I'm guessing... So you're saying when when Carolina beat or no when Virginia beat Carolina in Charlottesville? No, no. When, when was the last time Carolina beat Virginia in Charlottesville? Hmm. Feel like since you're asking the question, it's probably a long time ago. But if I was to just take a random guess, I wouldn't think it would be that long ago. I would say probably I don't know 2017. Not not a bad guess, but it's actually longer than that. The last time they won in Charlottesville was in 2012. 12 years ago. Wow. Okay. To, to put that in perspective, that was our that was our freshman year of high school. That was the last time Carolina has won in Charlottesville. That That's just been like a place they cannot win there. I mean, obviously a big part of it is Virginia has been very good since then. They've been one of the more consistent teams in college basketball. But, yeah, that, that's why, like, I'm kind of worried about the upcoming game on Saturday because that is just a place that Carolina has not done well. They can't seem to win there for whatever reason. I'm hoping they snap that streak on Saturday because that is going to be a big-time game. Um, I think a big part of why they struggle with Virginia sometimes is because the Carolina and Virginia are like polar opposites in how they play. You know, Virginia wants to slow it down, run the shot clock down every time. They want to like play a game in the 50s every time while you know, Carolina is like run and gun, get up and down the court as fast as they can. They're trying to score 90, 100 points every game. And it, it's honestly harder to – speed a team up than it is to slow a team down. I feel like it's easier to dictate the tempo if you play slow like that. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's part of why Carolina struggles with Virginia sometimes. Um, they, they've beaten them at home a good amount, but for a reason in Charlottesville we just haven't been able to. So 
little, little nervous about that one. Um, as far as Carolina players, I have seen Baycott step up these last few weeks and play a lot better. I think the last game he had like 25 points, 11 rebounds somewhere over there. I want to say he's kind of gotten back to his numbers from last year a little bit, which that that's huge. That really makes gives his team a boost when he does that. And Harrison Ingram's played great. Last game against Virginia Tech, he had 17 rebounds, which is just ridiculous for a you know like six 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 seven guy to have that many rebounds in a game. And uh, R.J. Davis still playing very well. I think he should definitely be first team All ACC, and I think he's got a chance to be ACC Player of the Year, depending on how he plays these last few weeks. Uh, Cormac Ryan, I think, is going to be a big X factor in seeing how far this Carolina team can go this next, you know, month, month and a half or so, because he's a guy we brought in who starts, who's supposed to knock down a lot of threes. He's hasn't been super great at hitting threes this year and scoring um but one example was like the loss against clemson he had two points he didn't hit a single three and we lost a close game and it was something where i remember thinking man if he just hit a couple threes we would have won that game and then the game this past saturday against virginia tech uh, i think he hit four or five threes and we won that one pretty comfortably so i think he's going to be a a big part of whether carolina has you know success or failure coming up um but, you know, looking ahead, like I said, we got Virginia. I think we got Miami. We've got NC State again at home. Um, got Notre Dame at home. And then, of course, you know, the last game of the season is going to be in Cameron Indoor against Duke. That'll be a big one. Or, excuse me, anything else you want to add or ask me on that, Mitchell? Um, well, you mentioned this was kind of a few minutes back. You mentioned the, the Clemson game. Um, I think really just more about Clemson, but that's a big win for them as they, they look to the tournament because, I mean, that's a – a big quad one win and it might boost their seating, might give them a little bit of a comfort level um, going into the tournament. Um, but no, other than that, I mean, I think, think, uh, I think you covered everything. I was just kind of taking a look at the rest of Duke's season. Um, they've got Miami, Wake Forest, Louisville coming up. Um, those the Miami game and then the Wake Forest game will probably be a little difficult. And then I think. They also play NC State um, at NC State, which I think those that game for me has always been as a Duke fan. I feel like I've had the worst luck with that game. It's like you in the Clemson game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I went to probably I don't know three or four, maybe five of those games, and I think Duke only won one of them because it's it's always a lot easier to get tickets at. PNC than it is at Cameron, obviously. So yeah. I usually would just grab some tickets to that game and go. But it felt like almost every time I would go, Duke would end up losing. So I'm not really, I'm not going to that one with very high hopes. I think there's definitely a couple, a game or two they could lose before they get to the Carolina game at the end of the season. So um, with both teams being so tight, it definitely both of these. These uh, in-season schedules are going to play a big factor in the seeding for the tournament um, for the ACC if he wins the regular season, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and you made a good point about Clemson. Like Going into that game against Carolina, they, they had to have that win because they're fighting to get into the NCAA tournament, and obviously that's going to be a, a big-time resume builder for them. And honestly, like I know right now Clemson's – probably on the outside looking in and still trying to get their way into the tournament. But to me, they seem like a, a tournament team. I mean, they've got P.J. Hall down low who's really good. They've got that Shefflin guy who's also plays down low. 
They got that Joe Girard guy who can shoot the lights out. I mean, they they've got some good pieces to to be a good team if they can kind of figure things out a little more these last few weeks of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they're a tournament team. I mean, yeah, PJ Hall would prove to be difficult for Duke when when uh, Duke played against them. Um, but I think I think they should get in, and, and we can talk into the season, into the regular season about who we think's getting in, who's getting out. But mm. I think Clemson should be in. We'll see. I mean, they gotta. They got to finish strong, and obviously, a couple wins in the ACC tournament definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Um, and then, kind of w- one last thing I wanted to mention before we sign off here. If you're a listener, pay attention to what I'm about to say here because I do have a potential prize a listener can win. Can win. Um, so I'm going to the Carolina NC State game. It's on March the second, so it's coming up here within a few days or so. Um, I have a plan to get on the big screen at the Carolina game. I don't know if it's going to work. It may not, but I have a plan. Um, Anyone who's been to the Smith Center, there's not really like a big jumbotron in the middle. It's like kind of four bigger screens on each corner. But um, I'm going to try and get on there. My plan of how to get on the big screen for this game is this season at most Carolina games, during like the first or second TV timeout, they've done a, a little like, I don't know if you call it a segment, something they do where they're like, hey, everyone who, you know, you're wearing your Jordans right now, your Air Jordans, show them off. Let's see them on the big screen. It was kind of a way to pay tribute to Michael Jordan and the Air Jordan brand. Um, So typically what they do is they'll say that and then people will, you know, kind of hold up their Jordans or show them off in some way and the camera will kind of scan around and show someone on the big screen for a few minutes or a few seconds. I have a pair of Jordans, so I'm going to bring them to that game. I'm going to try and hold them up and get on the big screen, see if I can get on there for a few seconds. If if anyone who is listening is at that game, if you see me on the big screen and you snap a picture and you tweet us or you DM us on Instagram or send it to us in some way, if you do that and you're the first person to send it to me, I'll, I'll send you a Bojangles gift card. So any fan who's going to be there, just keep that in mind. Have your phone ready if you're doing that segment. Maybe I'll get on the big screen. Maybe not. Um, I'll, I'll even go as far to say as if you see me at the game and you run into me and you're like, hey, you're the guy on Triangle Sports Take. I listen to it, blah, 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 whatever. If you prove that you know who I am through that way, I'll give you the I'll give you the um, gift card that way too. I'll try to remember to have it on me for that game. Um, so just keep that in mind, listeners. Um, hey, maybe we'll get you on the pod as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who knows? We, we might even uh, get you on the pod for a few seconds for a shout-out. Uh, I will say I was at the Virginia Tech game this past Saturday. I did bring my Jordans. I did hold them up. I did not get on the screen. So I feel like the chances of me getting on there are pretty low, but I'm going to try it again. Um, so, yeah, just just be on the, uh, on the lookout if you're going to be in the Smith Center March 2nd for the State Carolina game. Uh, there is a chance you can win a Bojangles gift card. I uh, just, just felt like that's a little something fun to do for the fans, and uh, we'll see if somebody is able to win it. Um, but with that being said, I think our uh, next episode will probably be at the end of the regular season, right after the second Carolina-Duke matchup. Uh, Mitchell, you got any uh, last words for the listeners before we sign off? No, I mean, I, I think I think you covered it all. I mean, I think that game will be big for NC State, though, because if they can win that game, then I think they're, it puts them more into the conversation tournament so we'll see but um yeah would be interesting to see if you get if you get on the big screen and the listeners can catch it yeah yeah and, and i'll put something on our social media too that way if 
um, you know, our people who follow us can also see that we're doing that as well for that game. Uh, but yeah, it's a good point. You know, NC State, I think they play Carolina and Duke back-to-back games. So they're going to have two chances to get a couple big wins as they're trying to make a push for the tournament. Um, but anyways, we appreciate everyone listening and hope everyone has a great rest of their week. We'll catch you in the next one.